gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. Okay. Um, we've got quite a few things to do. If you can help me put the clock on, just to keep me in check. Start from where my time actually started. So. Um, we will be having a presentation later this afternoon um, about CAP, Christian Against Poverty. So, um, so we've adjusted things a little bit. So I'll just share briefly with you and then we have a word or two of prayer. Hallelujah. Well, this is our season of fasting. How is it going? <laughs> It's not arousing. <laughs> God have mercy. Amen. The Lord is your strength in Jesus' name. Please turn with me to Second Samuel chapter 14, verse 14. We take our test this afternoon from the second book of Samuel, chapter 14. And I read just verse 14. It says, For we will surely die and become like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Yet God does not take away our life, but he devises means. Somebody say device means. So that his banished ones are not expelled from him. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation says, all of us must die eventually. Our lives are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. But God does not just sweep life away. He just he does not just sweep life away. Instead, he devises ways to bring us back when we have been separated from him. He devises means so that his banished ones are not expelled from him. I don't know whether you know the background story to this before I quickly say one or two things about it and we say the word of prayer. It happened that David's family was a pretty dysfunctional family. And it was not the person you would have expected to have had such a family. In same first Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible says David was called upon as a man after God's heart. So he was a special man unto God. He was not an ordinary man. Despite that, he had a very, very dysfunctional family. And part of the dysfunction of the family is what we saw in this passage. Because the precedence to that particular verse that I took out was that David found himself in a very, very dicey situation in which one of his sons killed another son. And because the murdered son raped the half-sister. So one of the sons, Absalom, killed Amnon because Amnon raped Tamar, who happens to be also his sister. And so David suddenly found himself dealing with murder, rape, and incest. And so there was a lot of confusion around him and probably wondering, what am I going to do with this? So lesson number one, please stop complaining about the dysfunction in your own family. When David died, David still died living a legacy. He left arguably the richest man in the world. Some are try ever in history. 
Uh, the riches in those days are not the riches like we have now. These are paper riches people are talking about. You know, the richest man today by tomorrow can be the poorest man. Because most of their money, they are not liquid money. Yeah, they have a lot of money in the bank. But the Solomon was solid. Amen. And yet he came from a very dysfunctional family. Now, the story proceeded that when Absalom then murdered his own brother Amnon, he ran away to exile. And so, the rapists have been judged. Now, we still have the murderer who has run away from home. And so, David also had in his hand, how do I handle this very tricky situation? While David was bothered and troubled by all this, David was afraid, possibly, of some men around him who were very difficult men, like General Joab. Joab always gave him trouble. And so while he was worried about, how do I solve this now? If I bring Absalom, and he loved Absalom. He really wanted Absalom to come back home. In the midst of all that, he didn't know that God has gone ahead to touch up Joab's heart, the main opponent, and he was the main proponent and person rooting that Absalom should come back home. Lesson number two. When you think all, hope are lost, all hopes are lost, God may raise help for you from even your opponent. Because the man he feared most possibly was Joab. He couldn't touch Joab until even after his death. He was able to touch everyone else. Now, this was this man. And so, many a time, we should not forget 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Which simply says that um, no temptation has come upon you, but as is common unto what? But God will, with the temptation, do what? Make a way of escape. I don't know where you are boxed in. You are coming out in the name of the Lord Jesus. All right, eventually, Joab decided to work something out. Did not just have sympathy for David, who was squirming and worrying and being troubled. How am I going to get this resolved? Then Joab said, let us work something out. Pick the woman from Tekoa and say, go to King David for me. And tell David that we need to bring this man back. But don't tell him directly. You need to go to him with a proverb in your mouth, with a parable in your mouth. And so the woman went with the parable and was narrating things about she was involved, that, that she had two sons, one of the sons killed the other one, and people are asking that the second son, the only one that he had left, that she had left be killed, though she herself happened to be a widow. And so King David said, whoever said that to you, you've had stories like that before, whoever ever mentioned that to you, Bring them to me. I'm going to serve justice on them. And so before the woman left, kind of drop it and say, well, oh, king, I think it's more like you, not actually like me. And then in verse 14, she said what she said, that even God finds a means of bringing people back unto himself. God devises means. God will devise means to bring situation back to normal for you. Is a God that devices means. A device is a contraption. A device is a particular thing you put together to serve a particular purpose. And God has got plenty of devices in his hand. I'm not talking of evil devices. Clever devices. The greatest device of all was when we were sold into sin and God brought us back through the calculation of another person dying for our sin. Nobody ever knew God could devise that. Now if he could devise that, he can devise situation to bring you and I out. You could devise circumstances and means and ways to see that whatever the impasse that we are going through can be resolved. 
God can devise means to bring to an end the impasse in political situation in nations, including this nation. He can devise the means. He can devise them. He has the capacity. He has the ability. He has the no eye. God devises means. And remember, a device is particular. The device God will use for you is not the one he will use for me. That's why it's God. He has plenty of them in stock. He has so many that he can use whichever way he wants to use them. And how does he do it? Because God knows what you don't know. He's able to devise means because he knows all the possible and impossible permutations. You know, human beings, you've been in trouble before, and you are wondering, am I going to get this off? If I do this one, problem, if I do this one, not so sure. But you know, God is not limited by the number of permutations. He can come up with things you never thought about. He's done it for you before, he's done it for me before. When a person thinks that all doors are closed, all routes have been shut, God can still find a way around it. You agree with me? He can find a way. That's who he is. He devises means. He devises means. He knows all that we don't know. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says as much. Because he says that if his eyes have not seen, ears have not had what God has prepared for them that love him. It's not coming into the heart of my, not to the realm of our imagination. There are many things that God does and is able to do that, can, that could never have crossed our mind at all. Many things. Beyond the realm of human thinking. Every new day, God comes up with new creations. Creations of ideas. And so, be at rest. Amen? Be at peace. How is God able to devise means? Because God understands your situation, he understands you, and he understands how to make both fit together. When you go to counselors, they can understand your situation, but they may not know you. You agree with me? I was talking to someone not too long ago. I said, well, I'm able to counsel you because I have a deeper knowledge of you because I've known you for many years. And it's quite possible that I might know the person for many years, but I may not understand fully the situation. But that is not for God. You understand? You, you agree with me? God knows you. Does he know you? Ah, he does. That's why you better don't hide anything from him. Some of us, we are experts in hiding. We will hide from God. <laughs> uh, whither shall I run? If I go to the hottermost part of the earth and say, There are your hands. If the darkness is like light unto you. Because God knows you. He knows what you can take. And please stop talking about I can't take it anymore. God knows what you can take. You know, I used to say that. I want to twist this hand. I said, Lord, you know I've collapsed it. God must have chuckled in heaven. And there are times in which I will rush forward. Ah, this is easy. I can deal with it. God will draw me back. You're going you to get killed. <laughs> he knows you. That is the joy of it. He knows you. And he knows your situation and he can bring them together. How is God able to devise means so that they banish those who are estranged from God, who are estranged from their purpose, who are estranged from the God-ordained plans for their life? How can they be bring back? How can they be brought back rather? Because God is also wise. Amen? If you don't trust anything or anyone, please trust God. God is wise. Oh, you know my favorite verse of the Bible? Please put it on the screen for me. I can sing that all day long. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Oh, what a great description. Sometimes when I, it's tough. Sometimes when I used to read that, it makes me very emotional and sentimental. Shall we read together, please? One, two, go. Oh, the depths of the riches. Both of the wisdom. There's got exclamation mark there. I think we should read it with energy. Come on, one, two, go. 
Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Uh-huh. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways. What? Past finding out. God is wise. Please stop worrying. You might look, you might look as if you are boxed in. God will find a way to maneuver out. Oh, you are joking. Unless it's not God. That's why when people plot or plan against me, I just laugh. Oh, if God will rise up, you won't even know what has hit you. Because you don't even know where it's going to come from. What has God not used to achieve his purpose? He's used wind before. He's used fire before. He's even used rock and snow before. When hail fell upon his enemies. And yet, he's used all these things positively at the same time. He's used wind to lift people before. What is a weapon to destroy in God's hand can also be a weapon or a tool in his hand to make things happen. That's the wisdom of God. And so when you see God brandishing something, don't necessarily think it is a tool to help. It might be a weapon to destroy. That's the wisdom of God. We serve a wise God. If you don't, think, if you don't know anything about God, all this God is holy, is powerful, is everything, know that he's what? is wise. And if he's wise, absolutely nothing is impossible for him to regulate from. I shared that with you before. Another one that moved me so much about God incarnate when he was here. When the brother woman to him caught in adultery. You remember the story? Come on, what a wisdom. Whichever way, he will have been wrong. It's one that you say, you know, um, head you lose, stay you lose. He said, do your damned. Don't do your damned. And yes, the Lord maneuvered. Say, how did you come about that? May God give you wisdom. May God give me wisdom. The world is lacking in wisdom, but God has it. Because of our time, I just quickly go through situations in which God devises means, and hopefully I give one or two examples that you probably can relate to so that you have the liberty to rest in him today and let your faith rise up, knowing that God will devise a means. He will devise a means for you. We devise a means. Because what this woman said might not just have been ordinary word, but I believe it was revelatory. She didn't know it. It was prophetic. She didn't know it. Some of the saints in the Bible, what people came up with, they didn't even know what they were saying. But they have dropped the word, and God is using those words to quicken our own faith in our time. God devises means, number one, when all hope seems to fade. When all hope seems to fade. For David, it was a major dilemma. He didn't know how he was going to navigate through that. But there happened, and suddenly, that there happened that suddenly a light ray came in the pitch darkness in which he found himself. And David was so excited by that light that he even got cocky. If you read the story further down in First, Second Samuel chapter 14, um, when Absalom eventually came back... <laughs> David was a very funny man. When Absalom eventually came back to Jerusalem, and, um, you know, Joab said, Absalom is here now. So David said, well, go and bring him, but let him not come to the palace. Let him go to his own house. I don't want to see him. Now, you've been wanting to see this, but what's wrong with you, David? He wasn't very sincere with him. So, you know, parents do that. You know, but I think the thing backfired, and then the boy, grew, two years passed by. He couldn't reverse it. So, two years went by, and then suddenly, 
Absalom was getting very restless, and Absalom was handsome. That's the way the Bible did. Handsome, with huge, flowing, you know, bow of hair on his head, and very articulate because he was able to convince his tribe to follow him. So the guy has got all that it takes to be able to be like and everything. So, well, that's David eventually got into trouble because, you know, he didn't get the boy to see him in time. But everything came to the point, from the point that he started having a ray of hope. Please, when God starts opening doors for you, don't get cocky. Don't get cocky. Because many still believe that was the beginning of the seed of rebellion that was in the heart of that guy. Yes, he thought the father eventually didn't deal with Amnon until he took the law into his own and killed his brother. But even the sequence of events that David could have rectified, he didn't rectify it because he allowed the thing to go out of you know, out, out of control. So when all hopes seem to fade, please remember that God can devise means for you. There's one of our sisters here. Uh, we protect the, the work situation and we protect the individual um, by, by just using one of our sisters. She, she had severe problem at work. It was a serious gang up. You know, she couldn't put any foot right. Eventually, the panel was set up. And prayers were afraid, Lord, let there be no panel. Let them dismiss. You know, God allowed the panel to be. So there was a disciplinary panel, which was supposed to lead to a dismissal, or at least the beginning of the process to dismiss her from work. And so God devised the means, allowed the panel to sit. She, she went to the panel. The union person went with her. The union person stayed outside. She went inside, sat before the panel. And within the panel, God devised the means in which they fought against one another. Long story cut short, they returned a verdict of absolutely not guilty. Not only that, when the union man had it, the jaw dropped. He said, cases like this, people don't get away from it. That the plan was that it's going to be staged. It's going to be stage by stage. They say, you are not good at your work because, in fact, genuinely, an error was made. Genuinely, it wasn't a matter of honesty. They waited until some very little thing which they magnified happened. But God devised the means. And the means the Lord devised was not only that she was, you know, exonerated, not that she was only cleared. It led to the downfall of everyone that was behind it and on the panel. She's now sitting in an office that is so comfortable, hopefully not too comfortable. Because all the enemies were gone. Why? God... God devised the means. Different from our own thoughts. Different from our own plans. Different from, oh Lord, let God said, let there be a panel. I will use that to get them out. And so sometimes when you are going through something, don't be afraid. God is devising the means. Number two, God devised means where confusion seems to reign. It brings clarity. Because David did not know how to go about it. This woman came with, his own, with her own idea. And then, yeah, just, okay, the man said, okay, I can think about that. We can find a middle road. We can get this guy back. And this one is a fairly personal one for me. On Friday, you know, things do happen very quickly in life. And you can wake up one day and you go to bed that end of the day. You say, what has hit me? Have you been there before? All right. <laughs> and so, woke up on Friday, just a few things in quick succession, Got some funny letters from the government. Was trying to still navigate through that. Got a text message from someone, you know, 
Time passed, a lot of accusation against me, not really true, you know. And the matter was buried. Five years or so on, the matter seemed to have come up, sent the test. I didn't even know what to do. Turn the test, not reply the test. I really had to pray. And that's, as I've mentioned to you before, sometimes I'm slow because I'm slow. Did you get that? I'm slow because what? Oh, you don't want to say it. I know. I'm slow because I'm slow in acting because I'm actually slow. Uh I don't sometimes get it. And so I take my time. What do I do? I go to God and ask. I go to God. So, oh, pastor, decide, decide. Oh, we should move. Move. This thing looks like cliff edge to me. And so I was praying. I said, Lord, do I do? And the Lord said, don't rush anything. And usually I have a sounding board. So immediately I got back home. Maybe a few hours passed already. I asked my wife, because she knew this case very well. Very difficult case it was. Difficult to the extent that, you know, the original, you know, accusation that I had was, the bulk of it was by email, by an email sent to me. And I was away in the Middle East with my wife to just go and celebrate with someone. And I got it in the middle of the celebration. It was a three-day trip, and I think I got on day one. And it was heavy. I mean, it's like three, four pages of really pouring down on me. But what can I do now? I didn't tell her. I didn't tell my wife. I put up a good face. We enjoyed. We danced with them. We had dinner. We did everything. As soon as we boarded the plane, one hour into the flight, brought out the iPad. Have a read. What do you do? You had a good read. So she knew the story. So I went by. I said, ah, this is the progression of that situation. I want to get it right. I have nothing against any human being, but I must do what is right before God. What a statement. Don't rush into answering. What God told me in the morning. But that was not the devising of means. Yesterday in the evening, I got a test from one of our pastors in Edinburgh. I wish I brought my phone. I will write it out. It was line for line. Prayer, and that was a wise man. When you have to correct an elder, as that woman did, please be wise in which you correct or you will share testimony. Or, sorry, your prophetic word. So he, he did it in a very demure manner, in a very wise manner. So he said a prayer for me. But in between the prayer, I knew what he was talking about. And it was the same answer. On top of the fact that in the night between Friday and Saturday, I had a dream at night that showed exactly what the man mentioned in his test which I was trying to understand, you know, the issue of, you know, snake in the house and things like that. It, everything ties together. Oh, the wisdom. How, how, what the depth of both the riches and the knowledge of God. God devised the means. And so, at that time when I was, all my confusion that started on Friday, compounded on Saturday, today is Sunday, they are virtually gone. God devised the means. What should I do? He devised the means. From many sources. Spoke to my heart. Confirmed. Confirmed. Another two and a half drives away. Uh, two and a half hours drive away. Confirmed it to me again. He devises means. Number three. Quickly. God devises means for those who are the architects of their own misfortune. David and Absalom, they were architects of their own misfortune. You agree with me? David was not a very strong father, very loving. 
And that's one of the downsides of those that are very tender-hearted. If you're tender-hearted, your tender-heartedness makes you to be sometimes a weak leader and even a weak parent. And so you must be aware of that. So David had that problem because the Bible said, it wasn't not him, the Bible said that he never corrected, was it? Was it this boy or the one that was trying to unseat? A, was it Adonijah? It was Adonijah. He said he never corrected Adonijah. Lord have mercy. They were the architects of the world, but God still devised the means. Another story for you. One of our pastors, possibly 20 years ago in London, had a serious problem with the employer. What he did, I think he actually messed things up. He did things that he shouldn't. Not, not something criminal, but you know, all those errors people. I mean, somebody in this place before I remember, um, the employer knew, uh, the person has to fit now, deleted the old database of a company. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, where did it came? <laughs> My faith shook. I said, you're an expert in bungling. How, sir? And you can put anybody you know. The old database of a company. I mean, sack is automatic. You know that. So, the only thing we're afraid of is criminal, uh, what do you call it, uh, charges. That's the only thing I was praying about. They didn't sack him. Neither did they charge him to court. In fact, God just reminded me about another ways that God can devise. I didn't notice tomorrow how that can happen. This is a fairly small organization, Fountain of Love. In Jesus' name, the database shall not be this. I, I don't even want to use it. I, don't, I just don't even want to use it. I mean, they have triple backup. They have one that they call redundancy. They have one that is called mirroring. And these are not just where they are critical. I mean, some of my, most of my writings are there. All our histories are there. But imagine a company that makes money. But God devised the means. So this is our pastor. I don't know the extent of the story. Long story cut short. Was taken to the panel as usual. And in the panel, what happens? They said he should go free. They didn't give any problem. But they did something for him. They gave him 30000 because they discovered that actually the company, the, God, the company had been unfair to him. <laughs> he didn't press for that. He just went there. <laughs> to Somebody said, God device means. <laughs> Are you still afraid? Do you not believe that no matter how difficult your situation is, it can be resolved? Are you sure? God still device means. Where are we? How many number have we said? Number four, quickly, and I need to round up now. God device means when all you can say is why. When all you can say is why. David must have wondered why there was so much misfortune in his life. You agree with me? Go back home and read Psalm 73, verses 1 and 2. It says, God is good unto Israel and unto those that fear him. And then verse 2, he said, well, as for me, my foot has nearly slipped. Uh, Psalm, 73, Psalm 73, verse 2, my foot has been listed because when I consider the prosperity of the righteous, and then he went on, he went on, I think, for verses 12 and 14. We should have that on the screen. Verse 12 and 14, please. Psalm 73. Psalm 73, verses 12 to 14. Quickly. Just to tell you that David was asking why. He was asking why. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. Some of you have said that before. I've paid my tithe. I've given all my giving. Lord, those that were even worse than me, they are prospering. What have I done? Why? Why, why, why? But God still makes a way. Still devise means. 
Just like a brother been wanting to come to Abadeen. I think he testified here, testified here. Finally got a job to be with his family. Nothing seemed to be going right. He ran back. He said, Pastor, we pray together. I testify. This job is not going well. But God devised the means. Where it was so caustic for him, he became celebrated there. God is still doing it. And he will do it for you as well. Finally, I might not expatiate on this one. Number five, God devised means for whoever will cry out in desperation. And that's why the next minute or so you will cry out in desperation. If you are too proud to cry out, you are too proud to prosper. You are too proud to cry out. And there's so many deceptions in our time. There's so much of sense of, I'm a self-made man. May you not be self-made. Uh, whatever you make yourself is a mess. Okay, you might, may I be God-made? Will you cooperate with him? You have to cooperate with him. But when we cry out unto him in desperation, he will hear us. He will hear us. And today, he will hear you. He will hear me. And when he hears, he will devise what? He will devise a means. The one you've never thought of, he will devise it. The one you've thought of and you're not even sure, whatever the doctors are saying, whatever your body is saying, whatever the devil above all is saying, God will devise a means. The fear he has put in someone's heart here that says you will not progress beyond where you are, God will devise a means. A person who has believed false doctrine and you are not standing in the truth that used to stand, God will devise a means. He will get you back. He devised a means. He got us back unto himself through Christ Jesus our Lord. He's still doing the same today. He will do it for you. Do you want God to really take up your case today? More than ever before. Are you serious? Meaning it with all your heart? You will rise up with me and we're going to talk to God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May I please warn one maybe a strong word. May I please advise. May I please counsel parents that are here. For your children, God will devise a means. Yeah, he will devise a means. Sleep at night. Don't worry about them. Especially you mothers. Looking at the window. Is she back? Is he back? Sleep. Your eyes can your eyes drop people. Is that more contemporary a word? Yeah, just chill, man. Calm down. Because God will devise a means to bring the man, to bring the boy, the girl, whoever, to bring them back. God will devise a means to let them be exactly what he has planned for them to be. He will devise the means. You can't devise the means, can you? He will devise the means. Hallelujah. That's one number one. Or advice number one. Advice number two. As many as are feeling insecure 
in their own homes. Maybe one or two here. Um, I don't know men that run away when they want to do the burial of their... But I'm not talking like that. <laughs> that one just came to me now. God have mercy. There may be one or two people here, you're feeling insecure in your own home. As a man or as a woman, because of some prevailing circumstances, don't worry. God will devise a means. You will find a sitting in that place. Is that okay? So we'll pray. Simple prayer. And the simple prayer will be, and you pray for yourself, you pray for your family, but you can pray a single prayer. I say, Lord, your word says that God will devise a means. Let me go back there and read as the woman said it verbatim. He said, yet God does not take away life. That is, I've not got time to do a proper exegesis and exposition on that particular verse, but time will constrain me. Come back another day. Where I need it. But, somebody say but. Bird, but not bird. Say bird. <laughs> it devises means. Ah, come on, say it. It devises means. Devises means. And so we're going to pray it as a confession. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, God does not take away a life, but it devises means so that his banished ones are not expelled from him. So, in the name of Jesus, Lord, devise a means for me, devise a means for my family, for my children, devise a means, oh God, for my community, church community, national community, devise a means, oh God, so that we shall be restored back to your purpose in the name of Jesus. Lift your voices and cry out. Remember, if you are too proud to cry, you are too proud to prosper. Pray it in your own way. You can pray it silently. You can pray it audibly. But make sure you pray in your heart. Because God will answer as many as we ask him today. God will devise a means. He will devise. He does. He does. That's what he does all the time. So Lord, devise a means, I pray. Hallelujah. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. I do believe you continue to pray the prayer. And God, we add your testimony to the litany of testimonies that I've shared today. And when it happens, please come and tell me so that I can encourage others that God is still in the business of devising means. And you will be a poster boy and poster girl for that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you may just lift your hands unto them and say, let all men lift up holy hands everywhere and pray. Lifting up for holy hands is commanded in the New Testament. So, Father, we lift our hands unto you. And we lift our hands in surrender. We lift our hands in obedience to your word. As a sign of surrender and cry and desperation. A child that needs to be carried, lift their hand. A person that is drowning, lift their hands. Whichever situation we are, whether as a child that needs some cuddling from a heavenly father, or a person that is in need of rescue, today, O oh Lord, 
Devise a means and rescue us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whether it is confusion, devise a means. Whether it is a matter in which, Lord, we are the actor of our own problem, Father, devise a means. Where there is no hope, devise a means, oh God. And we cry to you in desperation today, hear us, Lord. So now, we stop thinking about getting out on our own. We are now asking you to devise your own means. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Father, Lord. I hereby pray for everyone in here. For one reason or another, you came in here with a sickness. Came here with the burden of sickness in your body. Let the virtue of life flow forth right now. Touch wherever you are. And receive the healing touch in the name of the Lord Jesus. He has promised that he will heal if we shall call on him. Receive your healing right now. Anyone that's in the house really wants God, the number one devising of means is to get us after the punishment through sin unto himself. And that is done when we give our life to Christ in salvation. So if anyone in the house, you feel as if you are outside the house, you've been punished because of your sin. You've never taken that decision before to yield your heart to Christ as a Lord and Savior. Or you've done it before for some reason. It seems to have lapsed. Is devising means right now. And that is to bring you back. I would like to identify you so that you can feel a little form for me so that I can continue to pray for you. So if you're in the house, lift up. God bless you. Are you raising your hand? There's a hand there. God bless you. So anyone lifting hand? Okay, I think you still lifting hand for prayer. Anyone upstairs, downstairs? Hallelujah. Did I see a hand there? Yes, God bless you. Please give. God bless you. God bless you. Fill that form for me. I keep praying for you. Lord, just touch that your precious one. You have her heart in your hand. Turn it into a heart that is soft and precious unto you. Thank you, our Father. And I pray that the decision taken today shall be permanent, shall never be repented of. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. Come on, give praise unto Jesus. Please be seated for a minute or so. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.